0: Everyone, I'm Ari Meglin, here with Rachel Polly, and we are your hosts for the Merry Writer podcast. We are on episode 139, and this week's question is, what are some good gifts for writers? You can tell Christmas is coming up. Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss a show, and if you enjoy our episode, please do give it a like, write a review, and share it with friends. It really does help. Okay, so yeah, we're talking gifts because as I said, Christmas is coming up, we all like gifts. And if you have a writer in your life you want to treat them to something, or if you are a writer and you want to make a little list for other people, here are some of our thoughts that would be good gifts. The first one I'm going to go with is writing courses. Now, there are some really great writing courses online, especially ones that are more specific, such as marketing courses or writing certain genres. It's always a good idea, obviously, to check with the writer that it's something they would use and find one that they may have mentioned and can't afford themselves. The last thing you want to do is pick a random one that either maybe they've done or doesn't work for them. Be aware of paying for a very basic course. If they are past the beginner writing stage, I don't think they'll get much from it. I know we all like surprises. Actually, I hate surprises. I'm not a surprise person. It just sets my anxiety off. But sometimes it is better to let them know what you want to give them so that they can then pick the one they want. And obviously, for all the writers listening to this, if you have courses that you'd really like to do, maybe consider putting them on a little Christmas list for people. I say this uh, realising that not everyone does that. In my family, we do make Christmas lists of lots of different items and then they go around the family and then people can pick and choose whatever they want from the list. It's actually quite a large faff because you have to then talk with everybody else to find out what everyone else is buying that person. But in the end, it does help you get something you're more likely to want than some random surprise. So, yeah, if you are a writer and there are some writing courses you've really been interested in, consider putting one of them on your Christmas list, maybe dropping some hints. But yeah, and obviously it doesn't have to be writing writing courses. It could be marketing courses. It could be social media courses. It could be public speaking courses if you wanted to get into book signings or doing events or workshops or anything like that. So yeah, that's my first one because I I think that would
1: be a very good gift to give a writer. agree. I think that would be a lovely gift to give to a writer. And I also know that some writing courses can be a bit on the pricey side. So if you know a writer who really, really wants to take a certain course, then you can give them, um, I, I mean, some courses they have, like depending on the website and stuff, you can actually get gift cards and stuff. So you can give them maybe like half of the money that would go towards the course, or you can find a friend to chip in with you and you can do that. But there are places like, you know, like Skillshare is a really good website where people can just take a bunch of courses on anything. Doesn't necessarily have to be writing or marketing or anything. It can just be website design or whatever your writer is currently trying to do to boost their career. And you can give them a year-long membership to Skillshare or Udemy or Teachable or any one of those websites. And I know like Masterclass is supposed to really be a good one. I've never used Masterclass. Ari's giving me a thumbs up, but so I'm assuming that she she condones it. But I have heard that Masterclass is good. And I can't remember how much it is, but uh, that's like me personally. I've always wanted to take a couple of courses from them. So that's definitely a good idea. And you can also, I'm going to add, you can also get them a ticket to a writing conference. If it's in town and if it's and if it's like within your budget, you can get them a ticket, maybe two tickets, because maybe you can tag along with them and see see things from their point of view and just have a nice day out together, go to dinner, go to a writing conference, make a day out of it. Uh, So I I do agree with Ari on all of that stuff. That would be a really, really nice gift. But I'll go into my, (laughs) my idea, you know, jumping from writing courses and conferences. You can get fun book and writing decor for their office, like bookends or a reading lamp. I got to say, I have, I got this for Christmas a couple of years ago and I have a portable LED lamp and like, you guys can't see I'm showing Ari, but it, it collapses so that you can adjust where the light is. And it's a touchscreen with like three different brightness settings on it. And it's great because in my room, the light overhead doesn't reach my bed. So I like having that on my bed. I even have it on my desk. Sometimes I, I carry it back and forth between my desk to give me a little extra light for my laptop, but then also I leave, like to have it on my bed shelf so that when I read in bed, I have ample lighting and it's just like the coolest thing. So it's little things like that, reading lamps or even just bookends, or I have, I have bookshelves hung on the wall. They're supposed to be floating bookshelves. Like you, you tuck the, the back end cover of the book in it to make it look like the books are floating on the wall. So if if your writer friend is into that, then yeah, by all means, go for it. I love quirky decor and bookends and things like that because it just it just
0: adds a little bit of flair to your room. And I have to say, I, I did see one. I haven't got it. I really want it. And it was like a quirky writer clock. And instead of numbers, it had things like write, coffee, edit, review, start over, drink heavily, cry on each hour. And I thought, I really need that clock in my life. Yeah, I mean, obviously we were talking about this recently, it's like decor is a little personal. So the one thing you wanna do is make sure that it sort of fits with their personality and things, but yeah, throw it in some some decor, um, especially funky, quirky, silly, fun things, definitely. I don't know any writer, and I'm sure there are them out there, but I don't know any writer who wouldn't like silly things like that, that kind of acknowledges, and oh, look, they're a writer. Because again, writing is quite a solitary thing and we don't often talk about it as much as we should, and obviously, if you heard our episode recently where we had a guest on who was talking about that, it is important to talk about it. And if a writer talks to you about their writing, it, it really does mean that they, especially if they're a new writer, they really do trust you. They're talking about something that's so important to them. So supporting them and showing that you are interested in their writing life by getting them courses or fun decor. Definitely, definitely, 100% concur with this. I'm just I'm going to be going through and looking for quirky things for my Christmas list.
1: <laughs> it's funny how you're you're mentioning our episode with Chris talking about discussing your writing and how they trust you if they're talking about your writing. I was just going to say, in in addition to the clock, so that they can keep track of the time. That does sound like a really cool clock. But you could also find there are these hilarious do not disturb signs on Amazon. You can certainly get them one of those that they can put up on their office door. And they some of them just simply say, do not disturb. Some of them are like an open and close sign. So you can be like, you know, the writer is in, the writer is out, you know, whatever. But there are so many different kinds. And some of them have um, like sarcastic sayings on them. I can't think of any at the top of my head. But that's another option too. If you know somebody that's writing and they're working from home, but they get interrupted a lot, just buy them that sign and be like, here you go. I think they'd appreciate it. Well, that's it. Didn't we talk about um, one of the
0: other episodes where we said about how, I can't even remember, it was something about we you need to tell people you're writing to stop the distractions. Hopefully yes. it will stop them from knocking on the door and everything. And we said, put a sign up. Yeah, who needs to go make your own sign? Go get a quirky, silly, funny one that tells them, you know, they might end up in your book as a murder victim if you knock on the door. So, yeah, definitely. I'd much rather do that and just pay for one to
1: take any time and start I mean, making my own. But also, if it has sarcastic sayings on it and stuff, you can just be like, oh, isn't this sign so silly? I totally don't mean any of that stuff. <laughs> you just play it off.
0: <laughs> I, do, I do love the, the quirky decor,
1: as if I don't have enough
0: quirky things in my room just taking up all the space to be fair if I didn't have
1: quirky ornaments and everything I'd have paperwork everywhere more yeah exactly it's like you you need something to get yourself through the day you know and and speaking of that
0: let's move on to the next one and you knew it was going to happen stationary it's it's the bread and butter of the writer if the writer in your life is big on stationary and who isn't I want to meet someone who is not big on stationary because I wouldn't trust them I would assume, assume they were a pod person. It's one of those things innate in human history that we should all be obsessed with stationery. But to be honest, it's useful. It is useful. Like I can go through coloured pens and sticky notes at an alarming rate. And I have multiples of each and I still end up needing to get more. And I really do appreciate things like that. Or even reams of cheap paper because and i appreciate as someone who's quite environmental this isn't the best part about me i do print my manuscripts out when i do a manual edit i i try and do them double-sided where i can and i try and like it's all draft print trying to justify myself killing trees but that's why it's like i use cheap paper or scrap paper but you can go through a lot from making notes and printing out your work and everything and it's one of those things that it's a cost you know, it's like notebooks or pens, it's all a cost. And taking some of that cost away by treating some, by treating the writer in your life to some pretty notebooks, some really cool pens, or if it's just like me, reams of paper where they can print things out and scribble all over them, or a shredder. <laughs> but when they're uh, having to shred their old copies of things, you know, in case somebody gets their hands on them. So yeah, it's stationery is a good idea, and it doesn't have to be something elaborate. It doesn't have to be like the fanciest pens or the most expensive paper or really like decorative notebooks no it doesn't I mean you might want to double check how many notebooks they have because even I'm getting to the point where I'm trying to start saying no to notebooks because I was shocked how many notebooks I had when I opened the cupboard I was putting the notebooks into and they wouldn't fit by a lot and it was a big (laughs) cupboard
1: so yeah yeah I've actually had issues with that too. Like I have too many notebooks and even the sticky paper, sticky notes. I think I said this in a previous episode a little while ago, but I am currently on a sticky note buying ban. You know, you hear people giving themselves book buying bans, but no, I'm a sticky note buying ban because I have so, so many And I use them, don't get me wrong, I use them every single day, but that's how many I have. Like I can't keep up with using them and I just keep buying more because they come in different sizes and different shapes and different colors. And they're a lot of fun and I use them for a lot of things. And I also don't like wasting paper. So if I have like the whatever size, like the regular sizes, the regular square, if I just need to write a quick little note and I don't have any little ones on hand, I cut it in half. So it just ends up doubling the amount when I already have so much anyway. And it's just, it's just, it's a mess. It's, it's a mess. But seriously, if anybody gifted me sticky notes, I wouldn't decline them. I'd be very happy. I'd be a happy clam. Same thing with colored pens and, and paper. I mean, paper, printer paper. I do the same thing. I print out my manuscript and my book was over 500 pages long because I can't seem to shut up when I write. So when I printed out the whole thing, I felt awful. I was double-siding the paper and everything. And I was like, this is, I'm killing so many trees. I feel awful. But I went through like half a pack of paper. And that, and as you said, the costs, they add up. They add up so much. And ink, forget the ink. I mean, that's a whole nother issue. But now I'm starting to rant. So keep going, Ari, take it away. <laughs> that's a good point though
0: ink ink is very expensive so you know again if you find out what their printer is and get them some ink cartridges or even the you know the refilled ones that are a little bit cheaper and everything yep but i actually have a few extra things i'm just thinking of while uh, while rachel's speaking index cards i know a lot of writers use index cards for their plotting or if you want to be very fancy get them a whiteboard (laughs) Yes. that way they're not killing as many trees with notes because they can scribble if on a whiteboard and wipe it out and the, the other one that I've heard other writers talk about is waterproof notes and there's something called the aqua notes and it's waterproof so you take it into the shower and if you get any if you're an ideas person when you get them in the shower you can scribble it down I I don't have anything like that in the shower what I usually do is end up screaming through the door to my partner going can you write down and then just blurring out random words and he has to make those notes and I have to hope that by the time I finished my shower and got out and looked at those notes that they make sense because it's literally like a one-word thing as a trigger to remind me. So as I'm saying this I feel like I need to treat myself to the aquanote so I can write it
1: down. You should. I have aqua notes and it works. It works really well and I'm shocked because it comes with a pencil. I didn't know you could make pencils waterproof but it works really well. It comes with suction cups so you just stick it on the wall of your shower and the, the paper feels kind of weird because it's waterproof and it's kind of hard to tear it off, but it, it works and it's certainly worth it. I've used it a bunch of times. I've also used it where my sister and I, when we take our showers, we'll, we'll write notes to each other so that the other person will see it because we're ridiculous, but it works. And I think it, it's pretty cheap. Too. I think it's like $10 on Amazon. Don't quote me on that. That could be different. But when I got it, I think it was about $10. And the funny thing is we ordered one and there was a mistake and they actually sent us two. So <laughs> I got, I got one for free too, but they, they work really well. So definitely next time you got to make a purchase on Amazon, look up the Aqua notes and just get it, just do it because it works. But also the final thing that I want to say is get your favorite writer a gift card to their favorite bookstore. Or we were just talking about how expensive ink is. Get them a get them a gift card to Staples or wherever your stationery store is so that they can buy their own ink and their own paper and they can go nuts buying notebooks and sticky notes and things like that. Gift card, I, I feel like people give gift cards a lot of, I don't know, Feel I feel like people feel bad giving out gift cards because it's not personable, but people really like getting gift cards so that they can just get what they want. And they feel like they're spending no money at all because it's not their money and they can just get what they want. As I said, so, I mean, if anybody ever gives me a gift card to Barnes and Noble, I tend to hoard them. Like if then I just see how much money I can collect for that one store. And then I go to the store one day with like Hundred dollars worth of gift cards, and I go nuts. And it's like seriously, the best thing. It's the best feeling in the world because I'm I'm not spending my own money. (laughs) So certainly, if you're out of ideas, even though we just gave you a bunch, just a simple gift card will do. And I, I promise you, your writer friend will probably be more than happy with that. I have to admit, when I was younger, I used to like sneer
0: at gift cards. Because it's like, why give a gift card? Why take perfectly good money that you can use anywhere and limit what you can spend it on into one shop? But as you get older and you have more responsibility and more things to pay, you realize that if someone gave you like 20 bucks and went, treat yourself. If you don't go out and treat yourself fast, that 20 bucks will end up being, well, I better just top up the petrol or, oh, I need to get bread and milk. I'll, I'll just use that 20 bucks and get that. And then I'll, it sounds like this you know, oh, petrol, was like, God, petrol would take all that 20 instantly. But you end up using it on other things or if somebody then needs some money and you're like, oh, well, I've got 20, do you wanna borrow that? And suddenly you don't have anything anymore. Whereas a gift card stops that. It forces you to spend more on yourself. Because if someone gave you a £20 note or a £20 gift card to a bookstore, there's a possibility that £20 note will get spent at the bookstore. But if you don't make it to the bookstore, it's probably going to get eaten up by something else. That £20 gift card can only be used at the bookstore. So you're going to then force yourself to go out to the bookstore. But you're going to make sure you get to the bookstore to get it used. To treat yourself, so yeah, I was one of those sneery people that was like, Oh, what is the point? Give me the cash until it got to the point where that cash would have just been spent on boring things like groceries and phone bills and things like (laughs) stamps. And now I get to treat myself, I will get you know a Waterstones gift card and then go into Waterstones and spend it all and probably a bit more
1: as well on my credit card. (laughs) Well, yeah. Oh, exactly. That that's the hard part is going over the gift cards. But I yeah, I agree entirely. Like when I get cash for my birthday and stuff from, you know, the aunts and the uncles and stuff, I am um, I always just tuck it away in a drawer for emergency money or it goes in the bank and I don't spend it on anything. But obviously, if you get a gift card, yeah, you're kind of forced to use it on whatever it is. And I think the gesture of gift cards is very nice because it's it's them saying here go treat yourself it's it's like getting a, a gift card to to the spa or to get a massage it's like I am forcing you to relax like this is what I want for you you need to take a step back take a breather and relax you know what yeah get, get your writer friend a gift card to go get a massage they probably need that too yes the introverted writer doing really well trying to go to a massage <laughs> I, know, I know I am please don't ever get me a gift card to go get a massage i <laughs> No, I would be so uncomfortable getting a massage. I don't know. It's one of those things. It seems like a really good
0: idea because you think, oh, I could get rid of all the tension in my shoulders. But at the same time, it's like, I don't want to see someone and I don't want them
1: touching me. Yes, exactly. But- Especially with my back turned to them. No, thank you. Absolutely not. I get pedicures. I like pedicures. <laughs> But no, I mean, I've to admit, recently, I said last last
0: Christmas and my partner's birthday at the beginning of the year, I had family members going, "What do they, you know, what does he want? What does he want?" And normally, I'm like, "I don't know, you know, could have got him something specific that he probably wouldn't have used or something he didn't need." But I actually remembered and went, "Oh, uh, cinema gift card," and we ended up with like four cinema gift cards. Oh. And we still haven't used them all. We, we went recently and a couple of days for that. And, and we, we have the reclining sofa seats, huge seats that recline and they're very expensive, but we didn't pay gift card. And yeah. I've still got some gift cards left. So yeah, there's so many things. And you can even get gift cards that have done in like several shops but again you gotta be careful because if it's, if it's on too many shops or if it, if it covers like supermarkets you can end up using it to buy somebody else groceries so yeah try and limit it to something intense like a bookstore a stationery store a game store or something but, yeah. right yeah okay that's it well i mean obviously there's a million other things you can get for your writer and every writer is different but those are a few things that uh, we thought we would share yeah so hopefully that's been helpful however before we turn it over to you guys Rachel and I wanted to let you know that we have opened up the guest applications for 2023. This is what we do. We like to open guest slots early and then start booking people in. So if you are a writer or if you work in the writing industry, maybe you're a cover designer, an editor or a publicist, and you want to possibly be on our podcast, you can head over to our FAQ page over on Podbean. The link will be in the description below, obviously unless you're on Podbean and you're listening to this. Please read through the FAQs fully. And then, if you think you'd be a good fit, then you can fill out our Google form, which is linked to the page. And in the meantime, do let us know your thoughts on what gifts you would love to receive as a writer. We'd love to chat about it. So, tell us your answers in the comments below. And if you want more of the Merry Writer podcast, then be sure to follow us on Podbean, YouTube, or wherever you are listening. And for as little as $1 a month, you can join us over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the Writer podcast for bonus content. It helps to keep the show going. So, we really do appreciate the support. Finally, be sure to tune in every Wednesday for a new episode of the Mirror Podcast where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Stuffed Bookshelves. Our TBR piles are huge. The music, titled Inspired, is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.